0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Pixelist podcast, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Will. That's Blake. And you know what? We got a really kind of special episode here, I feel like today, because we're going to be talking about Loki season two, episode one. And it's special because Loki season one, episode one was the birth of this channel. So, was the OG. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to like be we back emerged. for season
1: two. Yeah. We emerged from the digital media canal into <laughs> the world of YouTubing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Back to our roots, literally.
0: Yeah. And it's cool because, you know, back then, I think we I, I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a long time. Plus, it's probably gotten just a few views over the over yeah. the eons, but when we first put that out, I think we maybe got like five views, yeah, and uh, right. zero subs. Well, well, obviously, one was me for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other five. was me. Yeah. Um, the other was probably my mom. Um, yeah. But you know, now for uh, season two, episode one, we're not there yet. I haven't checked today, but I don't think we're there yet. Almost 10k subs. We're close. So we're right on the cusp. Yeah.
1: So just a, a cool little, cool little moment for us. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> my but, goal is not to add anything of value, but just, yeah,
0: <laughs> well, thanks for checking in. That's going to be it. Um, yeah, But no, <clears throat> Um yeah, so we haven't we haven't talked Marvel stuff in a while, actually. And again, that was the inception of this channel. Not that it was right. only going to be
1: limited to Marvel
0: back then, I even. Think, but yeah,
1: it's funny. We probably need to do like a 10K subs, like retrospective. But originally the channel, I mean, we still say, it. you know, Pixels podcast, all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. And we used to have a, a little bit more of an extended intro <laughs> where we'd say, like, you know, shows, movies, games, yeah. D&D, and it's pretty much just D&D now, which is fine. But, um, yeah, we used to do a lot of Marvel stuff, a lot of Marvel content. I yeah. would say the Marvel content has gotten less interesting over the year. That's is part that's of the reason why. Yeah, you know,
0: that's fair. We, I think I don't know if it'll be like its own episode, but at some point we need to, like, I don't want to distract from Loki today but like have a longer conversation about phase five or four on the whole, um, yeah. but to, phase five now. Right. Right. Because um, I want to say black Panther mm-hmm. was the, the end of phase yeah. four. Right. Um, and phase four did have some highlights. So don't, don't get me wrong. Some stuff was good. Loki being the mm-hmm. pinnacle of that. In my opinion, Loki, one division. Um, right. And I don't want to get into it. The other stuff as well. But but yeah, I think that is a big part of it is that at least for Blake and I, a lot of it has been disappointing. Um, And as somebody who's like literally kept up with every piece of Marvel for like since Iron Man, basically, um, for the first time, like there's stuff I haven't seen just because I've been like, well. Meh, you know,
1: so I'll probably get to it eventually. But yeah, I had seen everything except for. Thor to Dark World never saw that and I think that was the only thing I didn't see up until I guess about two summers ago after Loki they started putting out more shows on Disney plus and that's when I kind of fell off I guess but anyway neither here nor there yeah but you know
0: not to not to go on a down Marvel note before we start here but to to lift things back up uh, like I just said uh, season one of Loki might be one of my favorite, not just of phase four, but of all time Marvel um, yeah, properties, and I, projects. When,
1: when we watched it, we were just kind of talking about it before it started. And I was like, you know what? I think this might be my favorite piece of content. Like WandaVision was up there, but I didn't like how WandaVision ended, which is another yeah. conversation. Uh, I, I was like, I feel like Loki is this. Um, for sure so I'm glad you feel that way yeah we should do a channel together <laughs> yeah we should uh,
0: but really good so I had very high expectations coming into season two which were kind of like at war with the mm-hmm. overall Marvel expectations that I've had recently so mm-hmm. um, which I guess we're kind of getting into this is there anything we needed to say before we fully
1: no launch I don't think into so. things okay
0: yeah Um. <clears throat> so yeah I I was like I still wanted it and hoped it was going to be great because of how much I enjoyed season one. But like part of me was kind of like, Oh, are they going to like, Can they, can they get that again? Um, and as far as episode one, like I really enjoyed it. Um, it was right back there for me, like with season one, how like the quality and how like it, (laughs) how it made me feel.
1: Um, but I really enjoyed it. What about you? Just, you know, your, your, your brief review. Yeah, I didn't have any expectations. In fact, mine were probably pretty low. And it's just for Marvel in general. Um, and my wife and I turned it off. We, we watched it and turned off the TV. And we were just like, that was really good. Yeah, it's... that was that was really nice. Um, so yeah, with zero expectations, I thought it was awesome. It it really took me back to how good Loki season one was. Um, and yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. The yeah. episode was very good. Is this going to be six episodes again?
0: I, I was going to ask you the same thing because I, I, I could have just easily Googled it, but I was like, I'll just ask Blake if he knows. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I'll, I'll check into it right now. But um, yeah, well, very Loki-esque. In a, it was a very good season premiere, I felt like.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I thought it was a really good premiere episode. Um, and while you're looking that up, I'm, I'm going to give the briefest of recaps. I'm sure if you're watching this video, you watched the episodes. So you probably don't need it. Um, But we pick back up with Loki, who is now, as we find out, time slipping um and we he is just randomly getting essentially teleported through time throughout this episode um interestingly into the past and the future of the TVA something in season one we were taught was impossible uh so this episode kind of deals with that and him meeting up with Mobius and the two of them trying to solve this time slipping issue of his um in pursuing this we meet uh Ouroboros, a.k.a. O.B., Um, new amazing character this season. Um, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation here, um, so forgive me if I do. Uh, But played by uh, Key Hue Kwan, I believe, of, um, you know, uh, the Goonies and Indiana Jones fame. Uh, So with his help, they are able.
1: I was like, this guy is so familiar, but I couldn't play for it. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's really funny. (laughs) Um, also in everything everywhere all at once for those of you that saw that Um, i didn't see it but i i knew he was in that really good you need to um but so with his help they you know come up with this plan come up with this device to extract loki from the time stream and kind of get this time slipping under control and that's basically what the episode revolves around and ultimately um successfully completes um with a little bit of a cliffhanger with um Loki seeing Sylvie in one of these time-slipped futures he appears in very briefly before getting ripped out and rescued from this time-slipping phenomenon. Um, and then we get a little bit of a end uh, teaser scene of Sylvie in a 1980s McDonald's in um, Oklahoma, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was a, you know, very simple explanation of what happened. We're obviously about to dive in way deeper now. Um but yeah, I, I I have a lot of like random, probably like Pepe yeah. Silva type
1: like things I yeah. wrote
0: down. So I don't really know like where to start let's, necessarily.
1: Let's start with just things we appreciated and then we can move into uh theories, thoughts, okay, speculation. Um I, I know for me, I loved I loved the humor in it. Yes. I I, I really enjoyed Thor, but I feel like people who didn't like Thor would have enjoyed this kind of more dialed back, less less zany humor. Uh, I was actually thinking about you as I was watching <laughs> it. I was thinking like, I wonder if Will would have enjoyed this more. Um, but the it was it was like such the right amount of levity and um, yeah. the acting was so freaking good. Like I loved the the as he's time slipping back to uh, Obi in the past. And they're having this conversation and it, it's, it was smart too, like in the sense of like it, it you know, like, there's always like discussions in media about like, how do you do like time and things like that? And I thought I thought they approached it well enough where it was like, I feel satisfied with this rather than mm-hmm. it being like, you know, a conundrum, I guess.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, you're always kind of opening Pandora's box whenever you just introduce right. time travel, but they basically did that in season one. Like Mm. all these kind of same things were explored there. So like, I feel like they kind of already had the the base set. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think they did it well. It was, you know, some parts are, are meant to be, I don't know if confusing is the right word, but you're not supposed to have the full picture. Um, right. And so I think they did, I think they did it very well where like things made sense within their own rules for what we know. Mm. Um, which that sounds kind of simple to put it that way, but a lot of things don't get that right. So, um, Mm. uh yeah i i loved the humor as well i thought i mean owen wilson is a is a legend you know so i think i think he adds a lot to it with his timing um and uh tom hiddleston was great as well and there were just a few like quick gags that were so fun like uh the elevator scene (laughs) where where it's the second time he time slips and the first time he told him like it's not that bad and then yeah. this time she's like, I can't deal with it anymore, man. Like yeah. it's awful. And then the He's camera like, pans and, and there's yeah. someone else in the elevator.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: that was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really great humor and, um, uh, Boros was just an awesome actor. Um, yes. Just, you know, it just, it was so good. Um, stole the show really. delivery. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, such a good character. Um, and a visually, like the cinematography was great too. Like the image of um the threads, like all the branching threads being like trying to be forced into like a single twine. Yeah, yeah. Like just the in like that um clog, for lack of a better yeah, phrase. Yeah, the, uh, the loom, I think. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. That was really cool too.
0: Agreed. Yeah, and I loved the um I know they did a lot of Loki on practical sets. Um, which obviously there's there's cgi and green green screen stuff like of course there is but you know a lot of properties these days are going full like not practical set really at all like you know the have you seen like the big screen they use for mandalorian that's like the entire Uh, set is the screen yeah Um, it's
1: like a massive like 20 foot yeah
0: yeah and no shade at mandalorian i actually like mandalorian a lot but um i love that there's a lot of like real physical sets here Uh, and i feel like you can tell and i feel like it adds to it um, but one final thing I wanted to mention, which is something we goosed all about during season one was the score. Um, Natalie Holt, who scored season one, she's back for this season. Uh, just incredible. It, it brought me right back. Just those same, like kind of little themes that were slipping in.
1: Um, the theme song is very good. And like when the credits hit, do you're just like, yes, oh, it's so good. <laughs>
0: Speaking of the credits, which I probably should have done this before we sat down. haven't had a chance to, but since their credits, we'll be able to talk about this all season. I bet there's a lot of like, I want to like really dive into like what's being shown there. Um, Right. Cause there's like, there was a lot of post-it notes um, Uh with, with stuff scribbled on it. Um, So I'm really interested to see maybe what kind of little clues or Easter eggs might be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about, you know, this is pretty typical us, but I've been thinking about doing like a, like 10 things you missed in the season two premiere. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of like really cool, like little details that I really liked. Um, but I didn't think about, we were, my wife and I were chatting when the credit screen was up. So I wasn't actually paying attention to it. Um, but a lot of shows have nice little, little Easter eggs in the, Like another show, uh, only murders in the building. they always have like a really cool detail in the intro credits that like has something to do with the episode you're about to watch. Mm, I you
0: haven't seen that, that, but I've heard it's really good.
1: It's really good. Uh, season one was really good. Season two wasn't that good, but now season uh-huh. three has been really good. And they've joked about season one being better, which is <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> okay, nice. So, anyway, but uh, you want to talk speculations? Yeah. Or do you so have you say about what you liked.
0: No, I'm I'm good to move on. I um like I said, I kind of have like a, a mishmash of stuff, and a lot of it like kind of goes together for like a. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anyway, I guess I'll just kind of start. Feel free to, to stop yeah. me or interrupt me. Or <clears throat> so the, the thing that the most interesting kind of, I guess, mystery is not the right word, but the kind of key element of this first episode was the time slipping and the revelation that we were told the TVA was outside of time, or at least time worked differently in season one. But from what we saw in this episode, that seems to be untrue. Uh, time mm. like does exist here because Loki was traveling to the past and the present or and mm. the future. And so at, at the end of season one, the little cliffhanger we got was Loki getting kicked through the portal and, um, you know, being in the TVA running up to Mobius and B-15 mm-hmm. who were f- freaking out about all the branching timelines being like, what are we going to do? And Loki's like, right. you know, and they don't recognize him. Right. And so at the end of that, like the, the, the belief is that like, okay, what, like, you know, we didn't think he was in the past. At least I didn't. I don't think most people thought that they thought it was yeah, like another TVA. Yeah. Another TVA or like, right. you know, history had changed because of the changes that they made. But so now we know that that was the past. Um, So one, the TVA is not outside of time. And two, something that was interesting to me is that what Mobius and B-15 were freaking out about was not what's happening because Sylvie killed Kang because this was in the past. So there was some other incident in the past that similarly caused things to go crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know that in the past, Kang was not hiding behind the veil of timekeepers. He was just out in the open. Um, So I'm wondering if whatever event that was freaking out in the past is maybe related to why Kang decided to step behind the curtain and, you know, start using the timekeepers instead. Um, I also think it's interesting, um, or not interesting, but I thought these are all really cool details that, um, you know, later in the episode, we meet OB who remembers Morbius, but it's kind of like played off as a joke that Morbius is like, yeah, but he doesn't really remember, Um, implying that, you know, at some point between those two points, Mobius had his memory wiped, which we know he has, because he also doesn't remember meeting Loki in the past, which he Mm -hmm. should have because OB remembers talking to Loki as soon as it happens. So you would think Mobius was like, Oh yeah, I did meet you 80 Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, so again, that, that puts the memory wipe even further. Like we can Mm -hmm. start kind of placing where this memory wipe happened. Um, so, some crazy event happened in the past back when Kang was the leader. Things changed. He wiped everyone's memory of it. Um, and then it was the timekeeper thing, which, and I think the lie the TVA agents are told is that time works differently here. Because in season mm-hmm. one, Mobius is like, Loki asks him how long he's worked there. And he's like, I don't know. Time works differently yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and I, well, uh, one like okay. last kind of piece here is, um, the the most interesting thing for this to me is the fact that Ob does remember, and so mm-hmm. for some reason his memory has not been wiped, and for some reason he is being kept away from everyone, um, feel very intentionally it feels like he, uh, mm-hmm. you know he says Mobius is the last person he saw, and yeah. that was four hundred years ago or
1: whatever, and um and he- yeah. Saw him by mistake. He got off on the wrong floor. Right. Yeah. Accident. Yeah. Um. So and like, wasn't the when they got into the second elevator? Didn't he like press a button with like a shoe? It was like the bottom button. Yeah. Like yeah. On the bottom of the like. You wouldn't even think about it. I guess it felt very
0: like. <clears throat> it felt very muscle memory to me, like Mobius, because when he first walks into the room, he's like, I don't remember the last time I've been here. But then he walks in, he's like, I don't think I've ever been here. Yeah. Um, so it felt like, so how did he know how to get there? And to me, it's like, he had been there before probably, but his memory was wiped since then. And so mm-hmm. like, he doesn't think he's ever been there, but I feel like he had the muscle memory of how to get there because in actuality he had been there. Right. I don't know if that's a stretch, but yeah, it's because no, like yeah. the whole foot pressing the button thing did, it was like. It could have just been like a little bit of flair, but it felt like something that like you would have been like, you just would have learned to do instead of bending over to press the bottom. It's just, I'll just hit it with my foot. So it felt like a muscle memory to me.
1: Yeah. You know, and there's a lot to unpack from everything you just shared. Um, You know, I, I think it is interesting that Obi doesn't have his memory wiped. I almost, I guess, I guess he could have been put there intentionally. Uh, And I don't think these things exclude each other, by the way. But my presumption is he's in some, you know, sub 30 floor basement, like tucked away place that he essentially was forgotten about Hmm. in the sense of, you know, it's like, oh yeah, we had that. I forgot we had that guy. I forgot (laughs) forgot we he works here. You know, it hasn't had a visitor in 400 years. I mean you know and and we know that we presume it's not like a very select group of people who have their memory wiped we presume it's probably like everyone the, the entire town of the TVA which it's a whole city right so mm-hmm. um which now i'm kind of remarking it's kind of interesting we never see anybody like sleep or like not work but um i i assume ob was just forgotten is why his memory wasn't wiped um i think that's actually- what
0: they want you to think but I think it was very intentional because one, he's like a genius and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a throwaway line, but they're going over the book, you know, and he's like explaining that he wrote it. He He says the book explains everything about everything here. Yeah. And I wrote it and he, he's the one that knows how to get Loki. Like he makes the machine himself. He's the one that even knew to make the machine. Um, and it just seems like he's definitely being played off. Like as, um, the guy from office space, you know, that everyone just forgets about and yeah. He, yeah. Like that guy kind of, which I think is kind of like the bit and stuff, <clears throat> but I think in actuality, like that's all by design by Kang mm-hmm. or whoever. Kang, yeah. I guess. Um, But why is really interesting? Uh, right. Cause there's one comment also, and I, I don't remember the exact context of it, but, LB is like talking about what he does and how like, you know, he gets little pneumatic tubes that get sent down, which by design, I would imagine so that people don't have to interact with him because Kang and whoever doesn't mm. want them to. Um, But he says that, yeah, like miss minute, he says miss minutes took care of everything. So all I have to do is run mm. maintenance every 200 years. So like, to me, mm. it's like, okay, they set it up so that no one ever has to interact with him and he doesn't, he's constantly staying down here with busy work and he only has to check the mechanics every 200 years or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But the fact that he wrote that book, I think is very interesting and makes it like he's vastly more important than we're being led to believe.
1: And also his name, Ouroboros, which is also Uh, the name of the episode. Isn't it? And isn't it like a Greek mythology or something? Yeah. It's
0: the, it's the never ending snake that like the snake that's eating its own tail, you know? the like infinite yeah, circle okay. <clears throat> which so oroboros has no beginning or end kind of like time so i just feel like that's with the themes of the show and the fact that time travel and stuff is all involved like that character being named that and being like the genius that runs everything mm-hmm. here i wonder if like <clears throat> i don't know how like they got him to agree to it like maybe he that's just the type of character he is and he's like just happy to help type of thing or if they're like something going on where maybe he doesn't have his full faculties or something but like <clears throat> I'm wondering if like that if if he is like god tier like cosmic level tier if like Kang fears him and like yeah I, I can only do this with you like I couldn't set this up like because at the end of the day he's just a human that like figured out how to control time and he's a genius of course but like maybe Ouroboros was like necessary for all of this to go off and they're like okay so i can't wipe his memory because he's integral to all this but
1: let's shove him in the basement and have everyone forget about him maybe like the mechanism of wiping said memory doesn't work on him if he is like a cosmic level you know maybe it's like okay i can't do this to him so hey your job is going to be down here and (laughs) i'll see you in the next millennia you know (laughs) um yeah and it's it also is very interesting too You've mentioned Kang a few times in the sense of like, maybe Kang did this or did that. We don't necessarily know it's the same Kang, by the way. Right. Yeah. It like that past event of like the timelines branching for all we know, like the Kang who ran the TVA there was much more showy and here's my statue. And then maybe the Kang who ended up winning the one who remains was like, hey, I prefer, you know, to not be the in the limelight, and true, um, you know, which which is interesting considering the version they meet at the end of time is also, I mean, in some ways there's some hubris there, but also like doesn't identify himself as Kang. He's like, yeah, I'm the one who remains. It's it's like a there's clout there, but it's also kind of like a more humble. I don't know. It's interesting. So yeah. it it could be that you know there was a Kang that put him down there. And then now there's a different Kang that's like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Like Yeah, doesn't even know. I'm going to leave him alone. Um, and then, you know, what's also really interesting too, it's interesting that with the timelines, or just like, let's just say Earth, for example, you know, there's all these different versions of Earth. When an right. event happens, it branches out. You have all these branching timelines. It's interesting that the TVA does not seem that, that yeah. to be true. Yeah, yeah. Like, because it's funny how what they've done with the show is they've taken the two, two very common um, demonstrations of how time travel works in media. We have Exhibit A, which is you know this leads to all these different sprawling possibilities, and then you have you know what happened, the lost what happened happens like you yeah. can't change it. Time is immutable. I mean it's you know whatever, it, what's supposed to happen will happen. This it's like the one timeline. And I think in season one, it was like, okay, we're, we're playing over here. Well, now what's kind of fun is we're getting some of this. It's like the TVA, yeah. we assumed it was branching. Like that was a different timeline with Kang's a statue. And it's right. like, no, it's all on yeah. a single thread here. And then Loki was then in the future and then in the present. So it's just, I just really appreciate the creativity of they're like, okay, we're now, we're going to do it this way for the yeah. TVA.
0: Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. It's it's kind of like <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to I don't mean this phrasing, but like at the TVA is like the sacred timeline almost because it is yeah right. Not that it's not unchanged, not that it's unchanged or not unchanging. But yeah, because normally we're used to branch realities when changes happen. But there mm-hmm. stuff just alters to make it make sense.
1: Right. <clears throat> Which a, a, a neat little detail in the future, Loki's looking for the, uh, what's it called? The stick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't
0: remember like the name of it, but yeah. The,
1: the disintegration stick can't find one because in the present, what's her face, they raided the armory and mm. they took everything with them to, I guess, chase after Sylvie plus whatever her other ulterior motive is. I didn't even think So about here, that. He is the, here he is in the future, desperately trying to find one, can't find one. Cause they, they took all of them. They, yeah. they, they raided the armory basically. So A nice little, you know. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's really cool. How far did, I don't want to get us too off base, but how
0: far in the future do you think that was? I don't know. Like, do you think it was just like really quick, like. uh, Because I guess the thing that is kind of making it need to be sooner rather than later is like the chaos of what Sylvie did is like what's causing things to happen. And that seemed to still be going on in that future site. So unless it was like real far in the future where something else entirely had caused another catastrophe, which doesn't seem likely um, Mm. then it probably wasn't like too crazy far in the future. Um, I want to talk more about that scene. Um, But before we, yeah, but before we do one last thing or not one last thing, but one other thing on the, the whole time travel thing is, you know, you brought up lost where um, one, this reminded me a lot of lost, just in general, um mm-hmm. specifically Desmond and the the was it season two when that happened that first
1: with his
0: vision with um it was uh, it was one of the premieres of the show where the show and not to get super deep into lost for those of you that aren't familiar with it, but they play with flashbacks um mm-hmm. and stuff and so the one of the premieres and I think it's season two starts with what you assume to be a flashback because there's like old technology, um, like old music playing, but then it's revealed that it's actually the present and it's Desmond in the hatch. It's the finale of season two, the finale of season two. Okay. Yeah. It reminded me of that a lot just because we have these weird time travel things going on yeah. and spoiler Desmond kind of deals with time travel. Um. But two, just like the era, the technology of like the TVA is very reminiscent of like that hatch era technology. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I got off on a tangent. <clears throat> but you you mentioned like in Lost, what happens happened, um, which I think is a very fair um, comparison to the type of time travel we're seeing it at, at the TBA. But and unless this was like an oversight or something they didn't plan out, um, the the TV falling and cracking this the ground, which then later serves as a way for us to place ourselves in the time frame in the episode. That crack wasn't there in season one, so either. Either that's just they, you know, they had this idea and it's like, oh, we, you know, we sh- we wish we could have thought this out. And that's, that's plausible. Or this is the type of time travel where like reality alters to like be congruent with whatever happened in the past. You
1: that's know, it's interesting detail. I wonder if it's a retcon or a genuine intentional detail. Yeah, um, that's very interesting, actually. Hmm. I, 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 it makes sense though. It makes sense though, because remember, Obi didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know whatever the conversation was, but then as Loki Until had it the happened competition, yeah it was like getting downloaded as a memory as it was happening. Yeah. So interesting.
0: Yeah. So it's very interesting. And again, back to what you said, I, Again, I didn't even consider that, but it's just it is weird that like why is the TVA exempt from this like branching reality theory? Like why didn't why didn't Loki just create a branching reality where he did talk to Obi and in the one he came from that never happened, so Obi wouldn't have remembered, but no, he did remember.
1: So it, it seems by playing by the established rules in Loki that there should be a version where he didn't talk to Obi or or what have you. So it's right. And maybe maybe it's, you know, an unreliable narration in the sense of like we're, we're it's getting presented to us as it is a singular time. But maybe there actually is, you know, a bunch of the dungeon TVA's or I don't know. But but you're right. It is interesting that it doesn't seem to play by that.
0: And then we're getting into like such crazy speculative territory right now. But if it is that model where like indeed the branches are happening, but we're just not privy to it then that's another tally point for OB being like some kind of crazy entity that he would remember stuff from other timelines. You know,
1: I don't think that's the case. Now I think, it's, I think... <laughs> because it's like, wait a second, you're right. <laughs>
0: but I think it's, I don't think that's the case, but that would be cool. I think it's more likely what we've been yeah. saying is that for some reason, the TVA is like playing by different rules, which I mean, would make sense. I mean, they kind of would have to, at least to some level to be able to do yeah. what they do. Um, Yeah, but yeah, all all very interesting.
1: Okay, let's move on to the future scene where. Yes. Okay, sorry.
0: Sorry. One one final thing that I forgot to mention about OB is that and I could be wrong here. I'm not a big comic guy. So for anybody that is, please correct me. Um, But I feel like I remember talking about this back in season one Uh, in the comics. He who remains was not Kang. It was not Nathaniel Richards. But in, but in season one, it's like okay, this makes a lot of sense, and they always make a lot of changes from the comics. Um, mm-hmm. But that made me wonder, like, could Ob really be the one, He Who Remains, like the true mm. He Who Remains, and Kang just kind of like started using that identity?
1: Yeah. Anyway, it, I mean, it would be an interesting like twist uh, with He Who Remains being mentioned so much in that first episode. If it's not even really him, it's actually yeah. Ob you know we have to stop he who remains and yet here they are talking to obi so. yeah
0: it'd be crazy if he um, ended up being like a a bad guy
1: yeah yeah or an unknowing bad guy like yeah you know i do get the impression that um i do get the impression a little bit it reminds me of the matrix where yeah neo meets the architect and the architect's like this is actually like Number thirty-seven or whatever, yeah. Of the that's kind of the impression I got of the TVA is like now this is the TVA version where there's the yeah uh, the, the triad. What are they called? The, the uh, timekeepers. Timekeepers. Um, you know, they, 100%. you know this is this is what they're trying now. Like that one really screwed up before. <laughs> yeah, I'm to put myself behind a wall. So you know, which again, comparing to the
0: Matrix, like I think Neo was like the sixth or seventh or eighth the one. Mm. Right. And it's like, there's always an anomaly that always like destroys the Mm. system. And then we rebuild it, which could like be very synonymous with the TVA. Because like we said at the, at the start of this episode, there was some event in the past that was being crazy. That was not Sylvie killing Kang. And we know that some point after that event, everything changed and it's now the timekeepers instead of Kang. So like, yeah, maybe exactly mm-hmm. similarly. There's like always, it's like a cycle where like always something happens that blows everything up. And then they have to like make a new version. And all mm-hmm. right, this time let's try the timekeepers instead of. Yeah, me Being the
1: face. It's an interesting thought that it's fated to happen in a way in the sense of it is now happening again, you know, the timelines yeah. are spinning out. I mean, and
0: Ouroboros, the, infinite circle like yeah
1: always destined to repeat maybe but it's interesting though that he didn't like as power was surging he wasn't like oh yeah this happened 800 years ago when the power was surging when the timelines were sprawling out true so i don't know okay yeah, that's a good point all right yeah the, sorry continue scene with sylvie so we know we know in the outro that our post-credit scene. Sylvie, which let's maybe pause there for a second, goes to this McDonald's, you know, she's like, "I want it all. um, <laughs> my wife and I were talking about like, what does she mean by this? The impression I got was she was she was at peace with her decision in the sense of like she sees like people happy, enjoying themselves, kind of like, yeah, like I made the right call, like here's people who get to live out their lives, uh, and that also in tandem with maybe her feeling like she could finally um you know find peace herself um what was your take on that post credit scene
0: basically that as well is is because she hasn't had a life like her whole life from childhood has been running from these people so like now she's like i i killed the guy i took care of it like let me live like i want to try everything that that's how i kind of took it yeah okay cool Um, which i did um i did see somebody tweet that um Well, two things here the the post-credit scene, when it says it says where she is on the screen, uh, Broxton, Oklahoma. Uh, First of all, in the comics, that's where Thor makes new Asgard, Um, which, you know, which it's not in the MCU movies, at least I don't think. But, you know, how new Asgard in the movies is now on Earth. So in the comics, Broxton, Oklahoma is where that happened. Uh, But then two on the little title frame, it says branched reality. So right. We we know that this is like a separate one, which they could still like not tell us like <clears throat> just to cite back to our earlier conversation about like within the TVA, like if any of those were branches, they, they seemingly would have told us. Right? Um, right. Which they didn't ever tell us in season one, like when something was a branch versus a um, right. Whatever. But I thought that was interesting. Um, so I'll be interested to see kind of like the fact that they decided to explicitly say that, like what that's going to mean for the rest of the
1: the season so what's the implication of why sylvie shows up in the future end of the tva for lack of a better phrase she shows up says you know there you are and presumably um batons him i think oh no bro, i don't think so at all you don't think she's the one who did it no she was like coming out the elevator he got baton from behind Well, I mean, the stick like comes out of his chest. I remember the disintegration thing happening like here, but listen, if you're saying that like it was a Sylvie variant that was behind him, maybe, but like it was not the one in the elevator. Like, I'm almost certain of that. Well, the phone was ringing to bring him to that spot. So maybe she was luring them him there. Okay, so we need to we need to pause for a second (laughs) because I'm I'm on team. Here's where my mind was going was that something happened in Oklahoma that made her realize either we've made a mistake or like something needs to be done to prevent like catastrophe. Cause she leaves Oklahoma comes to the future TVA. um, Presumably from my point of view, lures Loki to that exact spot so that he can not be lost in time. So he can go back to where he was supposed to, Cause this is what needs to happen to like save the universe, so to speak. Okay. Uh, Cause we had like the phone ringing and all this stuff. Um, so I was under the impression that Sylvie wanted him to get disintegrated right then and there to make sure he was okay in the past. Definitely possible. Like, you know, I'm
0: not saying that she couldn't have been part of the, the plot to make that all happen. Ultimately. I'm just saying, I don't, I really am confident that she was not the one to baton him. Cause it seems like it, comes from behind because it like comes out of his chest. Yeah, so like somebody behind chore. him baton. Yeah. Him. um, yeah, But yeah, that is cure. I, I am very curious to know. Let's just call that the plot, the baton Loki, whatever that may entail. I'm curious if Sylvie was a part of it or not. My initial impression after watching the episode was that she wasn't. And that like, she had been trying to find him and finally did. And then, Oh, escaped from her grasp again. But it is entirely possible that like, she was part of like, they needed to get him there in that moment. And so she was part of that. Um, I like the idea of the phone drawing him there. I didn't think about that. Um, Cause I'm very curious what that phone call was.
1: Um, also very matrix ask.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I assume it's either what you said as far as her motivations being a, she is part of the plot to make sure he doesn't get lost in time. B let's just say she's not aware of that for whatever reason, but B it's just, she realizes something and knows they have to fix it, whatever. And so she's looking for him or C it's not necessarily about like fixing anything. It's just that like, Hey, like we, like she loves him, you know, or like they kind of were like bonding before the big fight at the end. And so maybe she was like, you know, I want to try everything, but like nothing is filling this hole. Like Loki was the one that and so she's just like, my new mission is just to find him, maybe kind of separate from the grander plot on the whole, if she is aware of it even. Um so yeah, I mean <clears throat> I'm really curious. It's for my money, it seems like the fact that he got batoned right there had to have been like a maybe a good him. thing. Yeah, yeah, like <clears throat> a Loki variant, a Morbius, um, or you know, it could be even somebody, a, a person batoning him with good intent is probably mm. what happened there. But I guess it could also be like a bad intent that they just didn't know that that's like what actually needed to happen in the moment. But they're like, oh, Loki and Sylvia are about to meet up again. Nope, you know. Uh, right. For my money, it's it's the good, and it seems like that's where you're at as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm very curious what Sylvie's motivations are, if they are like, is it, is it love or is it we got to fix what we did? Maybe it's both.
1: I feel like it's too, I don't know if cliche is the right word. I just don't envision her like living her life in Oklahoma in realizing I miss Loki, like I need Loki. You like don't that, think that, that would happen, or you do? I don't. I don't. I feel yeah. like I feel like it's not a like post twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, uh, not in like a you know, not like, in like
1: a damsel in distress. I need the man. No, like, no, you weren't saying that either. I just feel like writers today are so much like more like averse to that. Yeah, that I, I have a hard time envisioning her being like, man, this chicken nuggets really good, but <laughs> <laughs> I just miss Loki. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. I I think it's going to be something she realizes is catastrophic. And it's like, I I need to find Loki. Like I made a mistake. I need to find Loki. Um, I, I think it'll be both. I think it'll be both probably. Yeah. And maybe that's even like
0: part of her journey. Like, I don't think she would ever like say that, but then like maybe by the end of season two, that's kind of like the character arc of her, like becoming vulnerable, because that's kind of like where we left it at the end of season one. You know, the Loki we've been following finally is like, being vulnerable mm-hmm. and I don't it was such a great episode and I haven't watched it in a long time so I don't remember but it's like the one that like is always lying versus like you know like the, that was like the dynamic is like he always lies but he's like you know you can
1: trust me and she's like
0: no I can't type of thing anyway
1: but but him getting pulled back wasn't like the mechanism like you need to purge yourself from every timeline or something like yeah, that Yeah,
0: something like that was said yeah
1: So is the implication that he's the only remaining Loki?
0: I don't know that. I thought that line was weird because when they first said that, I was like, "Okay, is this is the whole season going to be about like him tracking down other Lokis and pruning them, including Sylvie? Uh, But then since this all got resolved within the episode and we didn't see any other Lokis, Lokis get pruned, I don't know if that was just like a weird way to write that dialogue or if there is something there that we don't really we don't have a full
1: grasp of yet. Yeah, okay, but I did think that, that was even, weird. Yeah, I was even thinking like, like the Marvel movies we've seen. Is he pruned from those? Like, you know, and because then there's there's thinking, infinite
0: Lokis you know. Yeah,
1: well, and then also thinking about the fact that Sylvie is a Loki variant. Yeah, I, I just kind of thought. I mean, she's still around, right? So, yeah, the episode ended in kind of a, a neat and tidy way that was a little bit intellectually dishonest in the sense of like, well, wait. Like <laughs> it seems like everything's good, but like I'm having trouble. Fo- and I, I'm, I think it's kind of intentionally complicated. Um, yeah. Well, I do think that but, was intentional because it's,
0: it's her POV. Are you talking about the end credit scene?
1: No, I, I was just saying like the way they, they set the stakes was you have to go prune every version of yourself where you're going to be lost to time. Mm. And yet the mechanism of that happening was there wasn't like a direct line from a to B. Of like, okay, he did it, you yeah. know. Like, if there was like a big button that was like prune all, and he pressed it, and then we just saw like quick clips of him just disintegrating in like every different environment, I'd be like, oh, there it is, he did it. Yeah. But instead, like him batoning himself or him getting batoned in the future, uh it's like we're we're told to presume that means it's done, and yet the mechanism of it is, is very confusing. And yeah. Also, still <clears throat> a Sylvie.
0: Yeah. I mean, for my money, that just has to be like a weird script piece of dialogue because i mean he clearly didn't trim like they must have just Mm. meant singularly him Mm. you know but they worded it very confusingly so i mean i guess Mm. which you would think they wouldn't do so like maybe there is another shoe to drop with that but i was also thinking even though it the time slipping seemingly got solved at least the way we were presented it like that they did what he told them to do so now it should be done but i was wondering if that would be like a mechanic for like Loki to affect change in this world. Like if he was like singularly capable of maybe not fixing things necessarily, but like enacting change of some sort because he could like, he's like the only one that can travel between the eras of the TVA. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to see if there is still any type of time slipping moving forward, but I get it. It doesn't really make sense for there to be, but yeah, it would be interesting. Hmm.
1: What's going on with the general lady and her son, boyfriend? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. That was real weird. Which she's the the same
0: actress that had the weird relationship with her son in Game of Thrones.
1: Yes. (laughs) Leanna? I don't remember her name, but probably. Stark? Yeah. Yeah. or not Stark. Uh, it's the maiden name, um, whatever it is. But right, right. Yes, man. They <laughs> yeah, talk about she's typecast. typecast. Yeah. <laughs> and then B-15. Is that the woman's name? What's her name? I think so. Uh, B-15 is the, is the woman. Yeah, I loved her like look of just like.
0: Yeah, like the side eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. What's going on there?
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. I was kind of. Everyone like that was weird. And uh, Mm -hmm. that that especially that like guy soldier X something was was his name, I think definitely is seemingly being set up to be like a a big character this season or at least a recurring to some extent, um, probably antagonistic. So I'm assuming like maybe whatever faction Mobius and Loki are on as far as like what they think should happen to fix things is going to be at odds with Mm -hmm. what that judge or whoever, like whatever she ultimately thinks should happen
1: um <clears throat> what's up with the judge sleeping by the way I, I when they first walked in i was like is that guy dead i didn't know i didn't know that what to make of weird, that weird intentionally weird energy about that whole session yeah um, I, was, I was like sorry ahead. i was just thinking like okay there's only three of them one's yeah. asleep it seems like this is a pretty big discussion yeah. and they don't seem like keen to wake them up they're just like <laughs> cool you know i mean and i yeah. also got a great little detail of like everyone's always been guilty by the way, yeah, that was a great line. Um, and then also Loki being in the past of that room, listening to Kang. Was Kang talking to Renslayer? I, I couldn't yeah. hear the dialogue. Okay. Yeah. It, okay, so cool. he he played it,
0: and it it was like you know, thank you for helping me win this war by my side. Yeah. And then he rewound it, and you could hear that he was talking to Renslayer. because okay. He says yeah. her name. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I was wondering like if we do have any like. Um, Knowledgeable comic readers, I was curious if like that sleeping, like if that is like a character from the comics that like you know one of the judges like always sleeping or something. or If there was just more to that because it did feel like, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to say weird as in it was like wrong in any way, but it definitely like stood out. Um, Yeah, so I was very curious about that. Now, the the tape the tape scene that we were just talking about, I have no like evidence for this, but this is just one of those like storytelling things that i thought of which i don't know if that makes sense but like all that to say is there's no like things i can point to in the episode that back this up but more of like this would be a cool storytelling device if this is what was happening um we know that the whole episode when he time slips he goes to the past until the end of the episode when he obviously goes to the future and sees sylvie I thought like a cool like flip on that would to be like, what if one of those times we thought he was in the past, he was in the future. And the only time that would be possible is in that room, because every other time there was like a character that firmly planted them in the past. Yeah. Um, And so the one piece against that would be like, well, the wall was Kang and we know that was in the past. But in the present, Loki destroys that and reveals Mm. the Kangs again. Right. So it could be the future. Or yeah. even regardless of the Loki part, it could just be the future where a Kang is in power and flaunts it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that would be cool if that was the case. And this was like the new Kang and Renslayer who have once again taken over, and like that's what the recording was of.
1: It's a but, fun show, man. Yeah. I, I I definitely think like once the show's all said and done, I'm gonna have to like rewatch it from episode one of season yeah. one. Cause it just, there, there's so many cool, like little nuances and details. And are we getting a season three, by the way? Is that, happening? I don't know.
0: I, that information may be out there. I haven't looked. Um, okay. I hope so. Like I, obviously I don't want like a, a showtime situation where they run their show into like the dirt milking every last penny out of it. But I really hope, um, cause this is the only show that's gotten a second season so far from Marvel. Um, I don't know if it's the only one. Like they maybe have announced other ones that are getting them by now. I haven't kept up with it, but um, as long as there's like interesting stories to tell, like I hope they keep this going because you know, like we both mentioned at the start, this is one of our favorite properties they've done. Uh, period. Yeah. So uh, I, I hope it gets a season three for
1: sure. Yeah. Um. Any criticisms from the episode?
0: <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to just sound like a big old fanboy, but Not like nothing that comes to mind. Like, I'm sure there are like some things that, you know, we could point out that were I mean, like that dialogue we were just talking about earlier. I I would tend to give them the benefit of the doubt that there's maybe something we just aren't like fully understanding yet. But if not, if that is just kind of like sloppy writing, then that would be one thing, because that was like
1: really confusing way to
0: to phrase Um. that. Um, But no, other than that, I mean, nothing really stood out to me. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's it's I think loss showed us that you can have a lot of unanswered or unclear things and people will still, (laughs) you know, be all in. I mean, it's part of the
0: fun, you know, because then we get we get to sit here and like talk about it. And even if you don't, you know, have a podcast, just talking with your friends about it. Like that's like my favorite thing of consuming stuff like that
1: these days. Speaking of Lost, my I think my only criticism is you remember like the most disliked characters in Lost? I think it's like around season two or three, Nikki and Paolo. Um yeah. which by the way, guys, we're talking a lot about Lost. It's just a, another fun show. Um, but from forever ago. Which I have some friends who are watching it for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. You told know, me that. that. It's just really they're on into season two, I think, which is really fun. But um, so they the most disliked episode from lost was it's all these people on an Island, the premise of the show, there's a plane crash. They're abandoned on an Island. And it's somewhere like in season two or three where something happens. And these two characters who we've never seen before are like, you know, John, why did this happen? And just like this <laughs> presumption that they've been there the whole time. And you're like, who are you? Like, when did you get here? Yeah. Um, I felt that way with boy soldier, um mm. when he showed up to like send mobius up to the judges council yeah he was like hey mobius so i heard <laughs> you're like wave runners stupid i was like who are you at like, i don't think he was in season one right or what no he? he he wasn't and i yeah, i do okay. understand that but i feel like totally. it's fair because like no, the tva fine. is yeah. is
0: massive right so there's like yeah presumably like tens of thousands of characters that we just would never see right. um
1: but yeah, it definitely did come out of nowhere. Um, yeah, which I mean, I, I give grace for exactly what you just said. Like, you're, if you're going to introduce a new character, like, you, there's not really a clean way to do it other than just the presumption that they've always been there. Yeah. Um. So, but.
0: <laughs> I didn't know uh, Jet Skis were a brand.
1: I didn't either, actually.
0: It's crazy. Like, so what are one of uh, uh, those things called?
1: <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yeah, that's a great question, though. Um. Yeah. Man, it honestly just reminded me of so many great season one scenes. I need to just go back and rewatch it. Yeah, it was such a great, great season of of television. So it was indeed. So when does the next episode drop?
0: <clears throat> I think they drop. Wednesday, but I don't know if that's like when I because the episodes drop on Disney plus, at least for us, like at 2 a.m. That night, okay. So I don't know if Wednesday is like uh, Wednesday anytime you can watch it or if it Wednesday at 2 a.m. A.K.A. Thursday. Um, OK, I think Wednesday, though, like I think when so I think Tuesday real late, if you stayed up, you could watch it. And then Wednesday, you can watch it whenever. OK, Type of OK, thing. cool.
1: OK, that makes sense. OK, cool. All right. Well, we'll be covering all six episodes. Um, if you're new to the channel, click the subscribe button. Follow us along. we got a Discord. You can join us. We do we do, do mostly Critical Role D&D type of content, but uh, we try to jump into some of the stuff when we can. Um,
0: yeah, I and, went ahead uh, and made a Loki channel in the Discord so that we can okay, talk about cool. it there. So, yeah, um, I'm assuming we... I know I've talked to a few of our normal Critical Role mm-hmm. folks that are watching this show as well. So yeah. uh, hopefully there'll be some, some discourse going on. But if you are new to us, uh, definitely... Join on up and uh help get that party started for sure. Cause as you can yeah. tell, we love this show and we're excited to talk
1: about it. Yeah. All righty. Uh I think that's it. I think that'll do. That'll do, donkey. <laughs> that'll do. All righty, y'all. Till next time.